Another edition of the Corner Flag Talk podcast. This is the first time we actually gonna go live to do an episode, and it will be a regular thing for the remainder of at least this Premier League, Premier League season. And who knows, we might continue to do this from further on from there. I am here as always with my co-host Virgil. Virgil was good. You know, we here enjoying talking about football. You know, we here trying to bring some entertainment because you know the league practically done. So you know, well, Virgil, yeah. all you became the longest. Single campaign winners at the Premier League. Yeah. Until Thursday. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Congrats to Liverpool. Congrats to any Liverpool fan joining to the stream. We know that you guys have waited long and hard, especially those who jumped on the bad wagon in the last two years. Just kidding, guys. Um it. but it all seriousness, congrats to Liverpool. Congrats to you know Jurgen Klopp on his man. They really did work hard and while the league did not really make it that difficult for them with um the quality that the league probably has been there is no doubt in um how much they deserve the league this year there's no doubt in the fight that they put in i mean look after they went 96 to 97 points with with um manchester city last year or it was 98 right or it was on 98 there was a 97, 98 right you know nobody expected them to be able to come back at this strength again this year you know people thought that because of how not necessarily thin their squad is but the disparity in quality between the starting eleven and the, the depth in the squad, nobody thought that they'd be able to come back to fight the title so vigorously, fight for the title, sorry, so vigorously this year. And actually people thought that Man City, myself included, that Man City with the depth they had would have been better equipped for it, you know, and so it so showed that it was actually kind of like the opposite, you know. Yeah. One or two key injuries to Manchester City as well as some poor form from other key individuals allowed um liverpool to really t- became the um favorites for the title this season as well as a lack of other contenders you know people probably thought that spurs after being so good on the mercy of Pochettino for so much years and a summer with investment might have been able to jump and fight for the title um people yeah actually that's kind of it <laughs> i mean nobody really fooled themselves that they thought that liverpool him or liverpool that I don't think nobody thought United was going to go and push for the title. Or people, I don't think people thought Chelsea would have actually been as good as they have been. And definitely nobody thought, not even me, thought Arsenal was going to be that good. So here we are, Liverpool, our Premier League champs. You know, they won 4-0 against Burnley. Um, and it was a really good showing by them. Uh, Trent with a beautiful free kick. Yeah. Really, really good free kick. And then on the next day, we saw another free kick from KDB against mm-hmm. Man City as he tried to put off their Premier League party. Um, during those games, you saw Manchester United win a 3 0. Anthony Marshall became the first person from Manchester United to score a Premier League hat trick since Virgil. Since who? Oh, it's for United? Yes. Since, and that's since Van Persie? Since Van Persie in 2013. Wow, look how long that is now. No, that was against Aston Villa. Aston Villa might should go get relegated and come back. I still have to wait to see a man score a hat trick for Manchester United. But hey, it did happen against the third choice goalkeeper. 
and to the seven for Jagger. Okay, okay. You know, fighting on the man. It was a good game from from Anthony Martial. Um, I have been one of the few, one of the people that criticizes consistency. And hey, at the end of the day, you beat front of you and the score hat trick. And the first one in seven years for a club as big as Manchester United is um some feat to have. Um, I must say against Sheffield though, not so much against Norwich in the, in the cup, but I mean I know that was a rotated side, but against Sheffield, Manchester mm-hmm. United to me look really good. Yep. And they finally look to be having a uh, eleven of not just stars but eleven of quality again, you know. Um yeah, there's a few positions that could do with a bit more um not just quality but also experience like um, I think Mason Greenwood is going to be a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure yet if he's right to be a starter for a Champions League contending club, possibly out of position on the right wing. Um, Bruno and Pogba Ogoda. Pogba has been really good since he's came back. I really love everything about the guy. The man looks driven again. Yeah. Um, Matic looks to provide a good base for all these attackers going forward. And United really seem to be on track on something, you know. I have, I think I've been one of the few who actually thought that I think Ole is a decent manager. Uh, okay, I don't think that he's like some ultimate tactician, but kind of yeah. not at the same level either as Zidane yet, but like kind of similar to Zidane where they have oh, a that, good that, game that, plan. That, that high bar you said there, no? Well, oh, right, that's that what I'm saying. Not bar. at the same level, but like along the same th- um, ideology rather. Where, you, where, you, where you came plan. from? You came from where? Some team in Norway though. I don't know. Michelin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. That, 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 you know, that's the example. But yeah. we see in the fruits of it, you know, that I guess it's the, the bigger teams, they have a game plan and their record against the nominal big six this season has been really good. Ex- against all the teams, they have got recorded wins except against Arsenal. Um, and I guess the smaller teams now, they have players like Pogba, Rashford, Bruno who are able to pick the locks for them, you know. And you know, maybe we might be seeing United returning to the summit of English football once again. And that and that's the standard for United there because remember going up against you you all see it's two different United just play whenever they play against a, def- a defensive team and an attacking team. You know, once they have if the team sit back, they do have that spark in midfield to create any chances. Because yeah. when they had Matt on this line and him with age he was just losing, you know, what we want no matter for. Yeah. And then by bringing in Bruno and now Pogba catching back his form because that Pogba was there f- there to do break down you know help them create yeah. a little put some creativity in the midfield. Yeah. And as I say, with these two players now, obviously United still have a lot more room, a lot more things they need to fix. But you're seeing where the spark on from where the glue coming that hole in the midfield together. You're yeah. seeing it it coming out. And with this United side that becoming more attacking, and as I said, they have young, fast, quick talent. They have Marshall Rashford. And Greenwood, which is not really a bad option, you know. Yeah. Really, realistically, if United want the chance all fronts, they can't really rely on Greenwood too much, mm-hmm. just for his development also too. Yeah, because yeah. you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to throw him out there and just, you know, yeah. not, that do happen for everybody. Yeah. But it's not a bad option to have if you if you can't go out and and get a player or it's a report that Sanchez just come back and Sanchez just ready to be fully committed to United. If he also not in form, that's also another bad option to have, you know, to to throw on the field. I mean, I can't say this, yeah, and I have a man who game paid 350000 to just waste away on the side like right now. But I don't think nobody will bench player who get paid 400000 a week, though. 
But I get what you're saying, yeah. though. You know, you know, it really does look like the game back to being competitive again. You know, and when we look at their remaining fixtures, you know, they're running. Looks really good. None of the big six. The hardest team that they have to play, um, neutrally speaking, would be Leicester City, and that's coming out to the dregs of the season. So. United running to make the top four or what could end up being the top five mm-hmm. looks to be well in their hands, you know. And 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 you know, you'll look at the remaining fixtures and you'll say, okay, they don't have to run with any of the top the top four right now. Yeah. You can't really look at that now and say, okay, that's that's good for United because look at the record against the top four. They perform well against the top four. They beat Man City. They beat, they beat Chelsea. They beat Chelsea three times for the season. Yeah. And they now could again afford opportunity. Yeah, they get afford opportunity, and they did. And well, you know that Liverpool, that Liverpool side was miles ahead of everybody this season. That's actually real funny. I find out because like you know they got to face them four times this season, right? I remember it had a season that we faced Chelsea five times, though, and that was so annoying, though. Like, okay, yeah. guys, we get the point. Like, we beat them in the um Community Shield, then we played them twice in the league. Both games drew, mm-hmm. and then. We drew again nil nil in the Carabao Cup semi-finals and then ended up winning the second leg. Just to go and get smashed by City in the finals. Cause I mean only win the cup like what three years of that road or four years of yeah, that road. Yeah, four years. <laughs> That's ridiculous dog. Um but yeah, talk about Chelsea. Chelsea didn't necessarily have the easiest run of fixtures. We saw some little trend that we see coming back out since the teams jump back out for the restart is that a lot of the teams that are getting results, getting points. Uh, teams that are nominally counter-attacking teams, teams that sit deep and look to break on others, right? Uh, pause. Whoa. Yeah, yo, I was that, whoa, that was bad. That was real bad. However, when we look at the first match they back, we saw like um, Newcastle picking up a win against Sheffield. We saw Crystal Palace winning against Bournemouth. We saw, oh, sorry, Crystal Palace winning against, it wasn't Bournemouth. It was some other team. Wolves beating Bournemouth um, away from home. Arsenal lose it to Brighton. And we saw a lot of the teams that rely on counter-attacking ability winning. And Aston Villa looked to seek to do that against Chelsea. And Chelsea managed to beat that out. Then Chelsea employed that same tactic against City. Yeah. They won that game as well. And then they played Leicester again um, yesterday. And won again as well. And Chelsea looked to have come out of this break well-informed. And no man is at the center it more than... Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic, he looks to be ripe in form and looks to be making up for lost time that he missed through the last couple of months through injury, you know. And Virgil, you know, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, Christian Pulisic thus far since you restart. Well, I've been a fan of, uh, of Pulisic from, from since Dortmund. So, yeah. so what he do at Chelsea is not, is not really a big surprise, although, you know, that goal was well taken, although it's a mistake. But still, you know, to capitalize on it, that's the that's the game plan Frank um, implement for that game. But you know that this this league was always going to be, you know, a step up for him because being in Bundesliga, a lot of you know a lot of games will be a lot of slow pace, and you're seeing him have you're seeing him in his element here, fast pace. He could hit he could hit teams on the on the counter attack. This is what this is what Frank wants them for. And you're looking at him with these players here wrong. And as I was I was talking to to one of my Chelsea my Chelsea partners, I was saying. Him with composition at midfield. Once you get a once you get a, a ball playing a ball playing midfielder, yeah. a creator to just send him down that wing. Yeah. And if all they bring the likes of Avuna, well that is already nail on. Look how dangerous that going look. You have you have that pace come. Just, and this whole Chelsea side is full of pace. So this is a perfect club for him from just slotting so easy. Because you have him, you have um Hudson, you have Tammy. 
Werner. Jeez, yeah. Hey, this, this, and this, this is not the first time we see a good solo run from him that resulted in a goal. Yeah. You know, we saw him against Liverpool in the um, UEFA Super Cup, yeah. where you know he had a really good out in there on his full debut for Chelsea. We saw a good one here. Admittedly, came from a mistake, but he did well not just to get past um, Mendy, but to get past the port and eventually scoring against Edison. And he finished too. That yeah, he finished was real good. And I think that you know people kind of fight him a little bit just because he's American. But, you know, he's only 20 years old, 21 years old, and there's a lot to come from the young Pulisic still in his very short English career. We're already seeing good spurts of it already. Um, speaking about Chelsea and just wrapping up on this, you know, um, Frank has used a lot of players since he restarted, and I think he's showing the quality of depth that he has, not just in terms of the personnel, but their personnel experience as well. And I think that that is the major difference between his use of youths as compared to a club who isn't doing that well in Arsenal. And is that when we look at the youths that Chelsea have, you know, it's not somebody other than Billy Gilmore. It's not somebody fresh out of the academy. Mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham had loads at Bristol, Swansea and Aston Villa, all of which were at well. Even Swansea, even though some people didn't think that well. That man scored like 10 plus goals for Tina get relegated. Yeah, That's we. pretty good, right? Um, we look at Mason Mount, went on loan twice. Look at um, Zuma, went on loan a couple of times. Came back. Who has been... Excellent since the restart, but you know, people don't want to say that. Um, excellent, I guess, Leicester City, sorry. But, yeah. Um, reshapes went on loan to Wigan already last season, can't remember, but um, got player of the year for them, you know. And I'm sure I'm leaving out others. But you look at all these young players coming back, and they have experience that could be utilized in a well-rotated squad. And so far, three games played, three wins, uh, five goals scored, only two conceded. That's not bad at all. And a really good look on Frank Lampard in his first year as Chelsea coach, you know? Yeah, and, and just looking at how all this came about, all this wasn't, wasn't so much Chelsea plan. It's true. This happened from that, that whole band coming there. This is a perfect example of, you know, just use what they have. And you see in there, um, sorry, looking at, looking at, um, would look at these Chelsea players as the future of England. You have all these this big pool of young English talent to choose from. And with all them being able to play in the side together, hopefully to be able to play in national team together under England legend. And, and let me and make you a little happy to already seeing that I know we talk about English players looking good though. None yeah. other than the stockport in yesterday. Yeah, we 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 we'll we get we we'll get to fill we get to fill up for him. But you know, I don't want to take the shine off Chelsea because you know <laughs> you know I, I you know I'm almost being biased <laughs> but I have to praise them when you know I had to get Jack the Jacket. But for that, I just saying, look at that. Everything you call there, that the young pool there, and they have a lot of people who challenging for, for places in the England squad. You're seeing that this this is not what Chelsea, realistically, no Chelsea fan really thought, okay, this is going to be it. From being the, the club of never playing youth players, putting it in the claws of, yo, they, they put a gun to, head, put gun to a manager head to, to play youth players. And now their hand was forced. They forced and they had to play all these youth players and now look. Look at the show. Look at Mount. Jeez, I real Mason Mount, Mason Mount, and Rich James. If they don't go on to 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 get any chance of just being fit in that England squad, England gonna miss out. And when we look at the table now, as we wrap up on Chelsea, you know Chelsea are currently at fifty four points, Leicester on fifty five, who have not done well in the restart in the last five games. They have just the solitary win 
against Aston Villa, whereas Chelsea, the opposite, have four wins in their last five. And like as we said, some big scouts being cleared in that time period, such as beating Manchester City as well as beating Spurs five matches back, you know. And whereas I look at at some point that, that Chelsea was kind of shaky, they stay in the top four. Now they look at the press on with the advantage and probably finish third ahead of the Foxes, you know. Um, moving on now. Yeah, I guess we can talk about my club. Um, so, you know, Arsenal actually won a game. Who knew that was actually possible? And the one bright spot in all of this has been Saka, you know. And somebody asked me this week if I saw him as a utility player. I was more thoughts on him. And it's not that. And I think that the difference with him and what would have been a utility player is that the quality he has. You know, it's not that he's been moved around to fill a slot. But he's rather being moved around because of the quality that he has and is needed in certain areas of the pitch. You know, um, in the last three matches, we've seen him use, um, not three Premier League matches, sorry, but the last three games, uh, we saw he'd been using different roles. He's used as a left wing back against both, um, against Sheffield, no, sorry, against Southampton. He uses a left central midfielder against Brighton. He was used as a left winger against Sheffield in the Cup. And in all three games, he looked really well. Came out with an assist in one of them. And his dribble, his movement, his everything has been so good. And in a club that's in a really bad spot right now in contract negotiations, in terms of where they're on the table and the state of the squad right now and the amount of overton they need to do. You know, players like, like him and Martinelli are some bright spots in this club right now, you know. And he is really one of the driving forces going forward, you know. And the more and more that he plays with Pepe, the more you see the link up. Pepe now has 16 goal contributions in all competition this season. Um, one, two, eight of those came in 11 starts under Teta, which shows the influence he's been having on Pepe so far. And when we looked at how the scorers rotated against Sheffield, I saw so much of a better influence from Pepe. And to my sadness, I guess, the reason for that to me was because Bellerin didn't play. And also because Ceballos didn't play. Although, I mean, he came on and scored the winner. But that's not the point. Before that, the starting two with him was... He's even on us, played right wing back. And the right central midfielder was Ceballos. And those... Uh, well, sorry, it was Willock. And those two players provided way more support for Pepe than when Bellerin plays and when Ceballos plays. They showed an average um, position map for both games. One against Southampton... And Brighton, and then one for against Sheffield. One ge two games where Ceballos and Bellerin played, and then the other one where Midland Isles and Willock played. And Pepe's average position was so much higher on the pitch. And here was a penalty he scored against um, Sheffield, but his entire game was good. He was driving at them, he was taking them back, he was putting them back at times, and everything that we did good going forward involved Nicolas Pepe on the day. And that's more what we need to do because, you know, at the end of the day, though, the man has a $72 million signing. We need to make him work. We are not Manchester City, we are not United. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, all the rich, all the problem in the league. I'm not saying it from that point of view, I'm saying that when we make investments, we need to make them work. Because if they don't, we don't have the finances of our Manchester United. They say, oh, well, it didn't work. We'll just buy an next fella. It's not that simple, you know. And the, the more and more that I see that he gets better support, the more I see he's having influence on this team. Somebody told me that they don't find he has enough desire. Yes, I agree with that as well. I think he needs to be a little bit more hungry to influence the game. But I think that should come with time and with responsibility. You know, I think right now, like, oh, but the big dog in the attack. And... You know, everything seems to go through him. But as we kind of win off of Orba, since he doesn't look like he's staying. 
But okay. as we win off our orb and we go towards Pepe and I see more influence from the Ivorian, you know. Uh, but in those last two matches, we won 2-1 and 2-0. In the 2-0, we look a lot better defensively. Players like Rob Holden had a phenomenal game. Uh, those people who know me know that I know that he's very limited, but he's somebody that I really like. So, you know, if he could actually be, you know, pretty decent in our really garbage defensive players like David Luiz and Socrates and them kind of men, then, you know, all good. Speaking yeah. about English, bright lights. Yeah. There's a stop port Phil Foden who has been phenomenal since he restart. Why didn't he play against City against Chelsea, Virgil? Why didn't he start? Nah, well, remember, well, he had a little allegedly injury, injury, you know, problem from the last game. But as I say, he looked bright from the restart, and this is what we wanted. You know, Pep. I'll take a lot of excuses coming out. I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, the whole reason why. But you can see that one bright thing coming out of this whole game being included, though. It's not that he needs it, but there's no pressure really. No pressure on the fans. Yeah, you have no pressure to running so you see them trying a lot of things you see them you know just they having fun because he's still young still enjoying his football and not to say that he in a, a team where he have to provide any spark he just had to play his football he around david silver the brewing good one he have still in helping him gabriel making sure he's he any play and phil is is coming on and getting enough game time right now and you know his ambition would be to obviously get to the England squad, as uh, as what Southgate said. Southgate said once Phil gets more game time, he will obviously be, you know, in contention for that England call up. But things just going good for him, and you know, is a me personally, I just glad for that that the, the whole league finish, and you know, every, every Liverpool could just celebrate their title. Everybody else could just continue achieving what they're trying to achieve. And things good for us. We are, we comfortable in second. You mean you mean only back? So wait, all the ball is gone. Just show the title. You don't think all the guys just give me that three points on the first day, dog? Yeah, but hey, we we have issue with Arsenal, you know. So they have issue with Arsenal. That season we play Arsenal, the final, and play them after in the league. And look, we had to play all in the semi-final cup now, dog. Right, and that's how we get revenge, dog. Look, yes, Atleta is going to get. Atleta is going to score. <laughs> a goal, right? <laughs> I know for a fact Atleta's going to score. Arsenal gonna oh. make Atleta, Arsenal gonna make Atleta look like Pep next in the next two seasons, yes? Oh my god. But but yeah. It's this whole thing's kinda actually set up for like to to like redo the twenty seventeen FA Cup though. So the final for that was Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City and it was Spurs, you know? Yeah. This time it was United and it was Chelsea versus Spurs and when Chelsea won four two, if I remember right. And uh, Matthew score a rocket again. You know, you kind of had that every now and again. And then we beat all the 2-1 in extra time when Sanchez scored. You know, that man was like the king of Wembley first. Man had like man. six goals and four appearances, yeah, some dotishness like that. Now, you know, City is king of... City is the... Our, 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 our second home... Our second home stadium is Wembley. Okay. The 10 times we back in Wembley, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, all you did the Last the community, she fight every dog. Is come on, come on. All right, Virgil, all right, all right, nah, but, all right. but hey, I feel like with everything, because you know, it, un- it was unfortunate how the season started for for Ateta. And just looking at looking at all those teams there, you know, honestly, I think I think if he he had this team from the get go, we'd have been a way better position now. Yeah, because like I actually think like we would have been closer to fourth though. Because the players he have there is 
the young the young players he have as young and players and you know he have that he's not on this whole pass the ball and say you pass the ball you move similar to pep yeah. you see you see it, it you see you arsenal players starting to move more starting to create more chances now that today and he have the personnel he have these players they obviously not going to be no big world beaters but there's youth players that have potential yeah and that's what Teta have Ateta is still a young manager that is working his way up yeah and he learning though like that things in his game that are still unnecessary like like his in-game management i ain't necessarily a fan of but like tactics wise and everything i agree with everything that he does um he has shown great tactical flexibility you know he's picked teams that could switch between a back three and a back four sometimes during game and now sometimes I wonder if that could be too much because like that was the problem with Emery that he tried to do too much at the same time. So far I haven't seen the problem. And I think a big part of that is because these players feel an attachment to him so that they feel invested in his vision. Yeah. And I think that was a big problem with Emery was a lack of communication and a lack of attachment to the team. Well, yeah, Emery couldn't communicate in the first place. So. But looking forward and you know, we want to go to the other leagues before we take too long. Um in Barcelona they drop points again and now instead of being level with Ben I mean with Real Madrid they are now two points behind. And the big thing is even more confusing they just organize a swap deal between Merlin Pianic and Artamelo. I they st- have, I, d- they I, have I have no idea what is like the purpose behind that deal. <laughs> I have no idea. They like have in that tiki taka side, right? Where Pjanic is going to play? He's going to play deep midfield, right? Yeah. Based on that Frankie and Busquets position. Yeah. So what's the point? <laughs> you have Barca. Barca. All you have a Messi that's 33 years of age. A Suarez that's 33 years of age. A Busquets that's 31. You only have... PK who's like 34. Yeah. All you have Pjanic that come in. He's, he's 31 going on. He's 30 going on 31. Yeah. And <laughs> Vidal's still there? Yeah. Oh my God. And look. Jordi Alba in his 30s too, though. Look at that. Hey, don't get me wrong, you know. No, Pjanic is not a good player. No, I, it's not, it's not that. Bass have it hard right now, you know. Because Virgil, I tell you, though, the only club worse a chance for dealings than Arsenal and Manu is Barca. Yeah. Know? The only lucky thing that they have, dog, is that they have Messi. So that they could go and buy 10 pieces of wood and put that on the yeah. field on Messi, it don't matter though because he'll just win, yeah. right? But now we're seeing that he don't necessarily, can't do it on his own anymore though. And he need help. But how yeah. no help in that team? Yeah, because uh, every Barca game is, is, is Barca versus whoever and Griezmann, you know. Griezmann just in his own little world just trying to just trying to now do something, you know. imagine a 16-year-old and fatty dog comes in and has a bigger influence in games. Imagine Braithwaite come in yeah, and have a, have more influence dog. dog, I don't know if I remember dog. Braithwaite was playing in the championship with Middlesbrough. <laughs> Yo, whoever thought it was a good idea to sign Griezmann, dog, like, call me now. I'll tell you to do this transfer thing, though. Because why would ever somebody who plays as a second striker, as a Roman striker, off of a target man, come to play tiki-taka football at Barcelona, where the only person who has a free room role is Lionel Messi, who, you know, if we beat others, is a little bit better than Griezmann, though, so there's no way Griezmann was going to take his place. Nah, and, though, and uh, from all those ages that we call out there, but, you know, I, I you know, s- just like to focus on 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 the youth players because you know Barca Academy, City Academy, and I'll give I'll give you the Academy if you have a good academy. But I just like to focus on on, some, on young players too. You see what what Madrid did? Cause we talk about this uh, talk about this in a previous episode. Madrid is signing up a set of young players yeah. 
Madrid has Madrid has a team that they could play now, and yeah. they could rest that first team and put out a second team, and still have enough pace to challenge anybody in the league. Yeah, Barca can't do that, and the reason why is I don't know what's going on there, but Barca has lost out to real plenty, real plenty youth players. They had they had a player, a real good striker, that end up going end up going um Juventus Academy. Well, we get we get Eric Garcia from them. I, I don't know how, but I really like Eric Garcia. We get him from him. That's some Almo Almo come from Barca Academy. Look where Almo. These are all and all and the Kubo fella who just signed for um who signed for Real this summer went on yeah, to Mallorca. He, 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 he was he was there, too. and you're seeing it's about trip, yeah, players not staying it's there. It's Barcelona why. of you know their youth players leaving to go. I think it had somebody else that went. I mean, um, like Bellerin came from the Arsenal too, though. You look you're looking at these youth players from Barcelona like. This Barca Academy known for okay, you, you seen all the big names that this Barca Academy has brought to the first team. And now it just seems that when it comes yeah, to youth players. Because I remember Martinelli went on trial there too though, and he decided not to stay. Yeah, it's it a we got it's a right back, a right back that, that we sang. Look, 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 City sang a right back. We don't need no right back. Uh, we beat we beat Barca they sang not him. And it's you really think that these players don't really want to go Barca. They don't really want to go Barca. We don't know what causing causing that. But yeah. after this generation of after Messi leave, after Suarez leave, what you gonna have? You gonna have um Fatty, you gonna have Duyong, and and before this deal happened, tell me tell me how threatened this song. You gonna have Arthur. Arthur's not no big Arthur's not no big name. Arthur, yeah, but at least Arthur was like a building block or something. Arthur, Arthur, you know that you know those players. You know those players. You call on a sweat, and you know that they can stand up there and pass the ball left, right, left, like oh, that. Oh, no, nah, you're cool. Dog, nah, the man, the man could. Arthur could in what league? Now he, he, he the man can right. really pass on things. The man, the man, like the man right. understands. Side, like, all need to yeah, you understand the base of football good. You, to see, I, I don't the sense behind this transfer. I really don't the sense behind it. Piano, do him around piano, he's a good player, but real realistic. Barca, well, are you going to replace six different players when, when they get old? You can't do that, FFP. And realistically, why are you selling your young wrong. players like that? You're not wrong, you know? I, I, I definitely not fighting, yeah. I'll tell you. As we, as we talked about before, Real Madrid, from before, they had the injuries, they get back, they get back the players, but they look the better side. Yeah, I think the only difference is just that, you know, like I said before, that Real Madrid are in a spot where they have players who understand the style of play that, um, that, almost say Varane, uh, that Zidane wants to play them. Uh, these players have known it for a couple of years, whereas after being on that already for two, three years, whatever well, it was, you know, playing a different style of football, the man learned back to there's some players here that just never played that. Even before that, uh, under Luis Enrique, it was a totally tiki taka boys that can mix with the possession and uh, tiki taka and counter attacking football a little bit. So, yeah, there's that. Um, looking ahead at Real Madrid, though, you know, you see that assist from Benzema to, to um, Casimiro, though, it was beautiful. Though. It was one of the best backfields you ever see, though. It was fantastic. And I think Benzema is the first player in a while. That might actually challenge Messi for player of the year in Barcelona yeah. Spain. Now I don't think he'll win it because you know Messi kind of tops goals, assists, chances created, final third passes, dribbles completed, shots on target, goals outside the box. Yeah. You know everything, but 
you know, the way that Benzema, now the difference is that Benzema has a platform to play off of, such that, you know, Real have a good defense. And therefore, you know, when the ball reaches him, he knows he just needs to make one of his chances. But whereas with, with Barca, you know, Messi probably feels like he needs to make every chance for because he doesn't know how much he'll concede, you know. Yeah. Um, they've only kept one PG since he restart, or two PGs rather, but they have been conceded at least all the chances at the very least, you know. And yeah, has another high video by game, again. But I mean, no, it really actually don't matter as long as Benzema is informed, uh, his goals, his assists, his everything again. Yeah. I phenomenal ball against Valencia a couple of matches back. And yeah. Um, and you want to get everything kind of is how it is, and uh, not much change there. And in Italy, before we talk about the football in Italy, <laughs> did you hear about Lukaku? So the game was 2 1 up, it doesn't matter where it was, you're the game, and obviously there's no fans, so you hear what the players say, right? And they are on this counter. And Victor was getting the box saying, Hey, 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 look at him. Well, Victor, Victor, because he was across there, right? Uh, Moses messed up across, and he was like, Victor, F off, though. Like, real, real loud. <laughs> it, was, it was like real funny. He said, It was so much. And I was like, Yo, this is what we call it. Like, you know, we just yeah, don't hear it, though. But I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was just real, real funny. But, um. Oh, I to break confidence in that. Exactly, my, my striker, you have to feel like you just you watch your defense, like, nah, yeah, we yeah, yeah, see a mistake, you just shout out, oh, I know we shouldn't play this man. No. Yeah, I, that is exactly what I'm saying. I know that we lose the end of the game, when that we oh, get a red card, I swear when they get a bomb, you shout out, oh, I don't know why this man had to come with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I so, well, let me wrap up now so people don't get bored. Um, so, it just stays in third, last week, second, just four points off of Juventus one. First, but I mean, maybe we want to give Juventus Argo to see out this and deal with the title. In the most recent match, AC Milan won 2 against Roma as they seek to make a Europa League spot. Napoli also won 3 1 into 1 2 1 away from Parma, as we just said. Lazio also won 2 1 this weekend, and last week, this one 4 0 against Leche on Friday. And guys, that basically wraps it up. And for those of you who joined us on live, really appreciate it. If you came late and you missed up, you'll be seeing the you'll see the recorded version of this out tomorrow. Um sometime in the morning as we release it. And this is how we will be for more likely for the rest of the footballing season. Now um, it was announced that the German transfer window will be opening on the 15th of July and we'll be able to give you guys updates on those as we come along. You know, we'll probably have some transfer episodes, almost some speculation, realistic, how it should be, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we'll just for joining, man. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.